I have the same contempt for his socialist policies as the people of East Europe who have experienced it. Happy for that. in this episode is the real McCoy special part two mm. the grand finale ah serious voice there Paleo yeah. just the end but the moment's been prepared for almost here we are this is it this is the end this is the end of our series end of the road my friend the end mm. we haven't introduced it yet Doctor Who, uh, the, the complete, complete menagerie. Almost. Uh, but I think we are complete. I think this we is are. It. Yes, this is it. We've yeah, come full it. circle. We Tell Dexeter. Yes, yes. yes. We've yes. come full circle. Log on. Log on. Made of smoke like. and people made of sound. <laughs> is that Shakespeare? Somewhere else, again? the lunch is getting warm. <laughs> oh, that's my quote up the space. <laughs> All right. This is the Real McCoy special part two, where we're talking really about the last two seasons of Doctor Who before they cancelled it and never came back. Yes, with Sylvester McCoy. Never to the return. final ever Doctor Who. It was the last yes. Doctor Who, wasn't he? The very last one. He was the last Doctor Who, and what was interesting, and I was, uh, this is a bit of apropos of nothing really, but I was watching A Remembrance of the Dark mm. uh, the other day in order to talk about it later on in the episode. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll this season, this episode. Mm. And uh, I watched it with the subtitles on because the children were running around. So you so. could tell what McCoy was saying. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Through the actually, and uh, and it said Doctor Who. Oh like, really? Colon, and then he gave his line because it was it was un- unclear who was speaking. At oh gosh, point, really? Off, off camera, mm. and I was like, brilliant. That that reminds me, wasn't it appalling when they changed it to the Doctor? Mm. That was JNT. It was. When was that? Like, was that his first season? Well, yeah. I looked it up. It I I used the internet to look it up. Yeah. I looked on JeanMarcLaVissier.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which uh, <laughs> it's, it's a right? final word yeah. from Doctor Who. Take it over from Google. <laughs> People are very, very raving about. It on social media, uh, and uh, it, guess Castro Valva episode one. What a surprise! God damn it! Was it not the Leisure Hat? No. Well, was it was because he took Who over. He, he was still mm. Doctor Who then. And he oh. took over in 1981 in the old uh, Nathan Turner. Oh, he gave, oh no, 1980. He took 80. Over. Beg your pardon. Yeah. And it took him a season to get his way, and he really nailed it into the coffin, didn't he? Doctor Who because Barry Lett was, was no more. So he literally, and this made me laugh slightly to myself, he literally killed Doctor Who. Yeah. We've been saying for three series now, basically <laughs> the same story, that JNT killed Doctor Who. Well, he fucking well did it. Yeah. He really did do that, didn't he? He did. What a bastard. He did it. Thank you, bloody JNT. Well... Uh, the treatise for today's episode is that yes, he killed it, but he, when he was off on his holidays, Andrew Cartmel came along and made it a bit, less, a bit better. So uh, good for him. Well, we got, that's what we're going to debate in uh, today's very special. There ain't no 
debated this in this episode. It's fucking everyone agrees yes. with me. Well, we've heard the counter argument a couple of episodes back. You oh know. yes, yeah, Buddy Windrush, yeah, Buddy Windrush, yeah, Buddy Windrush. He was anti. He's anti. He's anti McCoy. But I thought Buddy Windrush was actually quite complimentary. Okay, you're going to have to praise what he says because I didn't listen to it. You didn't? Of course not. You emailed me saying, "Hey, here's 90 minutes of Buddy Windrush." Yes. I think I've got shelves to restock and you know walls to you paint. Don't work in Sainsbury's. Well, I've got. I could reorder my books. I could uh, mm. file my nails. So I can do didn't anything. Listen. I can do anything. Literally anything. Than listen to that tedious old windbag ramble on about how much he hates the West Coast. Literally anything. Oh. So of course, I didn't listen to it. Oh. I don't want to hear that usurper. But Greg, you, Greg, Greg, you, you tuned in while you were in Berlin. I did didn't tune in. I was uh, in Berlin Airport. Yeah, and also. Didn't finish the episode there, so I listened to it on my commute to and from work the, for the next couple of days. Mm. How was he in German? Good. <laughs> I enjoyed translation. It. Yes, very good. Yes, very from good. now on everything in English. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but of course, it was uh, an entirely different perspective and tone for the, the series. But I think that's okay, isn't it? We, we, we've all been round and about. Is that like you saying in a very liberal way? It dipped. No, I think this, this, nice this season's been like quality. Survivor's season three, <laughs> hasn't it? You know, we're, it we're, is, we've yeah. all been in, in and out. Tom's been in it, Tom's been not in it. Yes. We had an episode with me not in it. Uh, we've, we've brought back Buddy Windrush by popular appeal. Well, you put a vote out, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Choosing between um, Buddy Windrush, cholera... Uh, yeah. well, I think this is what well, we, we had to. Honor, <laughs> we had to honour the referendum. We brought Buddy Windrush back by popular <laughs> by a public vote. Mm. Can we stop having fucking referendums? <laughs> <laughs> it clearly isn't working, is it? Brexit, Trump, democracy is screwed. And you to cap it all, Buddy Windrush for ninety minutes. <laughs> if that's what democracy gives us, I'd rather have Hitler. <laughs> okay, so Tom. Um, so what, was uh, what, 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 what would you what, what would you go for out of Brexit? Trump or Windrush? <laughs> Certainly not Windrush. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd have to be Trump because uh, the pure bloody-minded entertainment man. Yeah. But also it's the fact that he'll hair. be gone in a few years. Brexit will be won't even be started in four years' time. According yeah. to Mrs. What's her face? And because she's a who, coward, as we recall, this is the ca- uh, prime minister. But may it may be Buddy Windrush by this mm. <laughs> this stage. It could be anyone really. Mm. Uh, anyone better suited than the sh- charlatans that we've got on offer? Absolutely. Well, before we before we move in. Before we go into our podcast proper, do we have a line to see? Oh, yes, for the, for the listeners uh, there, Tom. I thought I'd give you an easy one, see it's our final oh, episode. That'd be nice. Uh, mm. but let's see if we get this one. Mm. Uh, hold on, I've got to bring it up on the old uh, internet. Uh, on the old internet. Here we go. Oh dear, here we go. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was from survival. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, that got one it. from Survival. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, got it. You got that one? Remember City, that one? City made a smoke and people made a song. What was, was it? Was it Bad Cat Man? Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that. Was it? Show me. Show me. Show me the money. So just fill in the blanks now. Oh, I'll tell you what. Victor Pemberton died. He did. Oh, yeah. He, he was a very odd-looking person. Nice homosexual. I like it! Yeah, I, I love Victor Pemberton because he wrote uh, The Pescatons. Can we put him in Section 28 if we've got time for a Section 28? Go. They have an inalienable right to be gay. Victor Pemberton, 
He was homosexual. <laughs> he wrote uh, Fury from the Deep. He wrote The Pescaton. And he was in the Moon Base. Was he? Yeah, he, he appeared was, in yeah, the Moon Base as one of the time of death. <laughs> Died at a 68. As an actor. Yeah, it's been a sad time because uh, he went and Debbie Watling went and, you know, two big Fury from the Deep people. Yeah. yeah. Both went. The 60s generation is... It's completely In memoriam, death. Should we do a bit of death? Uh, death. Mm. Who well, else died? Well, there's, yeah, a few people have died. Anyone yeah. else who's died? I, I wrote some down. Richard G. Stewart. Let me see, yeah. We mentioned him oh. a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, we uh, did. We need to go through our thread of dead people, actually. Thread, the thread of death. Well, Forsyth died. He did. That Bruce. was a saga. Brucey. Brucey, he died, yes. Peter Davison's Twitter account. <laughs> um, Colin Baker's career, R.A.P. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Baker's years. diet plan. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Are there any other doctors? Any new jokes today? they've died? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got any. We've only got a steam up on this podcast. Uh, are, <laughs> thank God. Good job we're wrapping it up. Yeah. Yes, this is like the ultimate foe, isn't it? It is, rather. Yeah. This is, so this is the ultimate foe of the uh, of the series. But it's not, because we're talking about Sylvester McCoy's last oh, yes. two years. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you know, turned into this, it this podcast, ooh, this podcast is a bit like the McCoy era. It had a bad start, but, you know, we're going to end on a high. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> I liked it. We're going to end on a high. We're going to end on a high because we're going to be talking... We're going into the time rush now and what we're talking about is the final two seasons Ooh. of the McCoy era. Pretty it's good. seasons 26 and 27. Here we go. Not a bad story in it. Oh, but it's all arranged. Megan and I have important things to discuss. Yes, Doctor. Now, this is what we spoke about with Buddy Wimrush. Right, just some length. It. Don't take 90 minutes boring on droning We don't on, need to. Like the bold we... droning c*** that he is. <laughs> we got the background from Buddy Wimrush. Some interesting facts from Buddy, actually, about, the, about, about that time. Yes. You're wiping your face, Greg, as if you're very tired. <laughs> <laughs> if he mentions Thatcherism, then, then don't go into that. He's very into that sort of thing. But what the Honourable Member is saying is that he were rather the poor were poorer, yeah, yeah. provided the rich were less rich. That way you will never create the wealth for better social services yeah. as we have. And what a policy. Better that than bloody... Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a Conservative Prime Minister, a Conservative Prime Minister once told Britain you've never had it so good. Now Tory MPs tell each other, we've never had it so good. Can the Prime Minister tell us what's happened in the last seven years to the average person's bank account? Um, I'm very interested. You know, he's talking about the ordinary people. He's talking about uh, what the situation that they face. This is his fourth question. He has not yet mentioned the employment figures today. Unemployment at lowest levels since the mid-1970s. And employment. People in work. People taking home a wage, a salary to support their families at record levels. The highest level since records began. What did he say about Doctor Who? He spoke a lot of, at length about Sylvester's performance, which right. he doesn't like, and he considers him to be not an actor. And, uh, yes, uh, which is interesting. Well, he's a not an actor. He's a lawyer. A performer. 
Oh no, here, no, that's <laughs> Bailey Bond. Then why am I comparing to Buddy Winch? Um, no, okay, so uh, that's one thing to talk about, right? What's the uh, next thing that he was his beef with McCoy? He's not an actor. His, beef with, his beef with McCoy was a superficial thing, really, which was that it was no longer shot on film. They looked cheap in it. I felt like George's television. I think you, you brought it up quite nicely, Samuel, where you said, um, was it not just that you were at that age where you're questioning things? No, yeah. because you know what? He's, he's never been at that age where he's questioning things. He's very certain it's Buddy Windrush. Very <laughs> certain. He watches the new series and... Um, you know, I, I, exactly. He doesn't question that, does he? No. I greatly respect Buddy Windrush, and I, I, I like him as a human being. You but, said that uh, with entirely a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you deserve a pound coin. Straight new pound coin. Oh, Tom, you're like uh, you're like that chap out of Dragonfire. Um, Which one? The, the, the one offering sovereigns. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Kane. Ed- Edward Peel. Kale. Kane. Kane. Kale. Kale. Yes. Kale. Very good for you. Yes. Me and Peony have been <laughs> that up while you eat your pies. Now that okay, let, right. Okay. Okay, let's go back to this first accusation that McCoy is not an actor. Well, who is an actor? What makes an actor? This is what I said. Did he? Oh, I, I, I should have come along. <laughs> I said, it doesn't matter if you're an actor or not. Were you a good Doctor Who? And, mm. and, and Buddy said very much, yes, but he's not an actor. Colin Baker was an actor. But, 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 yes, but Colin Baker was, was terrible. A ba- was a bad actor. He was a bad actor. Yeah. McCoy isn't bad a bad idiot. actor. Yeah. But when you watch McCoy, and we will talk in detail about Remembrance of the Daleks, no. uh, are we doing that after this? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I get very confused about Did you the get the rider, Tom? <laughs> uh, yes, Emailed Charles six months ago. So yes, you, he, he has a warmth and a presence. You can't mm. fake that. So it doesn't matter about being an actor. And as Tom Baker says, what does Tom Baker say? It's not an actor's part. It's not an actor's part. He said, "I'll never forgive you for what you did to our grammar school." So I, it's, so it's, it's absolutely actor-proof. Uh, anybody can play uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. So as, no, as long as you're not that young fella. So William Hartnell. Uh, Peter Davison, they were good. Peter mm. Davison, he was the blonde bombshell, uh, but a very vet. good actor, very good actor. Wet vet, yes. Uh, but he, no, he wasn't a trained actor. But is that does that somehow bar you from being in a children's Shall I tell you who else program? wasn't a trained actor? Who was that? Bob Peck. He was a he was a he is a Leeds lad. He was. A he used to be lad. in the part of the, the very same amateur theatre group that me and Greg met. It's at. true. But so he was no, he we never met officially at Bob Peck Avenue. Yeah, two years. Did after you meet at a Bob Peck convention in 1990? Yeah. Well, he was we, a we, member of the same group. That he was. We were, he, was. he literally was. But he was a very very fine actor. But he never officially <coughs> trained. No. I'll tell you another no. actor no. who wasn't no. an actor. Yeah. Matthew Leonard Rossiter. Oh, Leonard Rossiter. Yeah. No, he never trained. No, no. Went professional at the age of 27. No. The famous cricketer Jeffrey Boycott, he never yeah. trained as an actor. No. He's done all right for himself. Yeah. Henry Blofeld, the cricket commentator, yes. he never trained as an actor. <laughs> no, he didn't. So I don't really see... Vera what... Lynn, no. she never trained. Not a very good cricketer, though. Australian, he wrote in several weeks ago. He, he, he'd like a piece of your schlong, he told well, me. If, if he's if he's young, young and hot, then Snapchat me. I think he likes your voice. Mm. Yeah, he likes your okay. voice. A bit more than matches up the voice. Might like my thighs. The thighs, yes. Mm. Should we Google? Should we? Google, should we tweet some thigh pictures out of this episode? Just treat yeah. for listeners. No. <laughs> <laughs> where were we? Where were we? What were we talking about, Doctor? So we, inside leg measurements. Yes. We're, we're Christopher the, Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, we're in the time match, and we're talking about seasons uh, twenty-five and twenty-six. Yes. Uh, we're not going to talk oh, about yeah, because we the end of Doctor that, Who. That McCoy, his performance is so warm, and you love him. You mm. love him. It's a relief to suddenly have a Doctor who's not an asshole. Yes. In the, in, in <laughs> when he does those things where he's, where he shouts a bit of shouting, mm. you're not really sure what he's saying. Terrible. 
is a bit. His diction is, is, is not clear, but. Diction's poor. Yes, but mm-hmm. it, it, what do you expect him to do? Talk to him sternly? But you know, he's, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Criticizing diction. What about Billy Harlow? He well, never. Yeah. He couldn't speak his way out of a paper bag. Right, no. They don't. They don't um, uh, educate about diction now. In Does it, do any listeners no. fancy me? By the way, yeah. my voice. Right <laughs> 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 in. You, know, you go. You go and see something at the theatre show now. <laughs> the Anybody the fancy show. Chris Clough? <laughs> <laughs> and you get actors who you can't hear them. Patrick and they're Stewart trained is very polite Hamlet, wasn't he? Very trained. The, the Whispering Hamlet. That yeah. was a shocking production. It, well, actually, I thought it. I went to see it, and I was lucky enough to see David Tennant in it uh, because uh, he hadn't got a poor back. But you saw it with the understudy, and I think yes. it's interesting about about. Uh, Hamlet is entirely built around the performance of the main yes. character yes. and so Tennant was doing a performance and everything around him are responding to him and so when it's an understudy I don't think it works because the understudy is doing it in a slightly different way so they're not how, sure how to respond to it so that's what I think because I really like the only, my only beef with that production of Hamlet was that Patrick Stewart was a bit quiet very quiet. But, I also uh, saw him waiting for Godot with Ian McKellen. I could hear every word McKellen said. Good. I could not hear a single thing Patrick Stewart said. Yeah. Um, there's also the older actors. Also, also that projection's that, harder the older you get. That production. That's not you know, true though. But that's not, I've noticed that with women. Oh, uh, John Woodvine. John Woodvine, yeah. who was in the Armageddon Factor, and also Spearhead from Space. Edge of Darkness! And he also, oh, he looks good in a pair of chinos. Yes, yeah, so he had his, his own, own chinos. John would not spin in every Doctor Who, though. John Woodvine. He, oh, he couldn't be bothered waiting around for the curtain call. Like, yeah. Just, he, had, he wore his own chinos and then buggered off <laughs> once his bit was over and didn't come on for the curtain These call. are my chinos, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sunning them for anyone. Oh, uh, so, yes, so McCoy's not an actor. I think we've refuted Windrush there. Uh, Quite successfully. He must be feeling humbled as he listens to this. He's eating mm. humble pie. Sitting in his uh, lonely bed sit in uh, Tomadon. <laughs> Sorry, Tomadon. <laughs> He's probably on tour with Red Right Redrival. Oh, Sorry, I've stop wrong. messing with our wires, Greg. <laughs> You've got your wires crossed there, Greg. Oh, Greg just. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he just went a waddle there. Stop touching <laughs> stuff, Greg. You don't I'm understand. Sabotaging the whole podcast. He's just, okay, he's messing so with you're wrong, Windrush. Just touch these two wires together. Get back to your box room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LPs. So let, let's plough through the two seasons we did with Buddy Windrush, but with uh, a little bit more aplomb and a bit more entertainment value. But, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move along and not actually. <laughs> Tom's rocking backwards and forwards. Uh, <laughs> As if what I've said is more offensive yeah, than what I you've said. I've you with my uh, rudeness. It's brilliant. Yes. Well, you're, very, you're always infectious. Tom's had a cold throughout the whole year yeah, of recording. I know. I haven't actually. I've been remarkably healthy. And then suddenly <laughs> yesterday I came down with this cold. And it's this, it's maybe, maybe I've got a problem with this part. I'm allergic to this part. Yes, maybe. Maybe I'm just feeding rather weak. Allergy. An allergy. I'm feeling weak. Hey, regenerate. It's fading. It's fading. Oh, it's oh, Peter Davidson. Oh, it's no. the Watcher. Played by Buddy Windrush. He's glowing. So he no, must no. have been the Doctor all no, the hold time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm back, I'm back. Oh, oh, oh like, thank right. God. It was just a fake. It was a fake regeneration. Oh, that could almost have been a cliffhanger if you was Russell T Davies. Yes, if I was Russell T Davies, all the things I wouldn't do if I was Russell T Davies. I tell you, all the people I wouldn't see, oh. the codes I wouldn't go. Traffic codes. Traffic codes. That was a bit of a seed for the new catchphrase. Hope listeners are enjoying the new catchphrase. Traffic codes. <laughs> They'll be saying they'll be saying in the playground, yeah. all over East Cheam. Yes. <laughs> 
And that Michael will be saying he's in Tokyo. He will, yes. He's our regular yes, listener. Yes, he's our Tokyo contingent. He's not a Doctor Who fan, is he? He likes it. He likes Sylvester McCoy. Oh, well, he'll be tuning into this. Hello, Michael, or Kanichiwa. Sh- should we Kanichiwa. phone him up? No. No. <laughs> we can't afford the phone bill. Where's the charges? <laughs> Hello, is that Japan? It's costing you £30 a second. <laughs> no. no, we've got in touch with Pyongyang. Oh, dear. Yeah. Kim Jong-un. Uh, well, Actually, that's hmm. the point. That when this is being broadcast, perhaps it's a nuclear apocalypse. Well, it will it's be. It's on the yeah. cars, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Every week. We were kind of Trump will sort it out, don't worry. Oh, yes, he's very sane. He's, yes. I like him. But it's political bullshit. She said he's a pussy. And you can tell them to go themselves. You're not going to raise that fucking price. You understand? He knows what he he's talks doing. a lot of sense, doesn't he, that boy? <laughs> doesn't he? Cool head. That's what I like about him. It's, it's, it's a heaven and hell scenario that we're in at the moment. And from uh, heaven and hell to 7L, which is the happiness patrol. Oh, well done, um, well so back, And okay. steering us back well inside. 7L. Do we have to talk about Doctor Who. We, we, we need to get through this. Okay. <laughs> so, the happiness patrol, boys. We, we reviewed this. And okay, we liked we loved it. it. And as Buddy Windra said, I know you like it. 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 I accept that. Is just demonstrably not. I mean, if you watch, I mean, look, okay, it's terrible compared to Ibsen, it's terrible compared to Chekhov, it's terrible compared to any Russian Edge of or Northern European. But it's a kids' like TV show in 1987. It's, if, you're, if your base level of, of greatness is Genesis of the Daleks, then, you know, if that's the, is, that, is that as good as you're going to get, then the Happily mm. Patrol isn't that bad. It's pretty good. It's really interesting. It's good. It's we fine. loved it, I and mean, we, you know, because it's Andy Thatcher, his favourite lady. <laughs> 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 Jean Marsh. No, what's her name? Sheila Hancock. Sheila Hancock. Yeah. She was married to John Thor. I know. He, yeah, he yeah. was um, Inspector Morse. Same with the dodgy leg. Yeah. I mean, we go into this episode, uh, this series in detail. Yeah, so we? if you haven't heard our review of The Happiness Patrol, go to... Uh, go look it up. Series two, is it? Series two? Three episodes. Oh, series racism, one. Isn't it? Yeah, so just stop that right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I need Trump party. What about human? I'm going to jump her off. I'm quite warm. Um, but, yeah, go and listen to that, and then... Yeah, but we basically say we like it, so you yes. can't really say you don't like the happiness patrol. No. And from the happiness patrol, we go into Silver Nemesis. Ah, shit. That, shit. that is shit. That is shit. We give Billy, yeah. Billy, 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 Billy Baxter that. Billy Baxter, one. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Billy Baxter and there's not really much yeah. point in talking about it. It's rubbish, and it's, mm. you know, it's a Farago. Indefensible. It's a Nigel Farago. Mm. <laughs> well, that was quick. <laughs> it's, a, it's a misfire. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, Courtney Pines in it, and I like him. I like Courtney Pine. Big fan of Courtney Pine. And uh, Buddy, no. Buddy didn't know who Courtney Pine was. <laughs> I know who Courtney Pine is. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Who the fuck is Courtney?" Pine? I know who Courtney Pine Jasmine is. Musician. I didn't know when I was yeah. ten, but mm. I know I've seen him live several times. Yeah. He's good. Mm. Big uh, Doctor Who fan. Big Doctor Who. Fan. My dad yeah. likes him. Yeah, I yeah. like him. Yeah. Mm. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I hesitate to say that I like Courtney Pine in case your dad hears me on the podcast and <laughs> offers, you, offers you 12 albums sends me loads of albums I lose one like I did last time oh. <laughs> your dad will be uh, spitting feathers uh, if I lose his favourite Courtney so how many TARDIS is that five for Silver Nemesis guy oh one or two yeah, it doesn't yeah. Oh, as bad as that it's a oh, misfire it's, 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 it's J&T's paw prints all over isn't it mm-hmm. I'd give it uh, three So 7J, 
the greatest show in the galaxy. Now welcome folks, I mean it from the heart, because the greatest show is about to start. It's happening right here before your very eyes, and one thing's for sure, you're in for quite a surprise. But then nothing's quite as it seems to be at the greatest show in the galaxy. Ah. Well, that's not brilliant, but it's all right. I love it. It's all right. I quite like it. it. Happy it. memories of that. Happy memories. I love it. One of the, one of the early, earliest memories mm. uh, of that. I think that was when I became one of. The, I think I've become a fan in that season. Yeah. Mm. I say fan, but you know, I've become a regular, avid viewer. And I remember watching that on purpose. Can yeah. we discuss this in context of the companion Ace? Well, I mean. What does the old uh, windbag say about her? Uh, he didn't like her. What? No, he's, not, he's not a what fan you, of Ace. I mean, come on. You can say you don't like Mel, but Ace is lovely. Mm. She's tree food mm. tall. She's a much better. I had to cut out a little bit of uh, Buddy Windrush's commentary because it was going on a bit too long. So Never. <laughs> I had to cut it down so we could get it within 90 minutes. But yeah, he, he wasn't yeah. fond. <laughs> he was wasn't not fond of Ace? Really? Well, not fond she's of Ace. Thinks a, a, bad, uh, a bad actor. Um, no, she's good. And, uh, she's and not great Ill, in, uh, ill-conceived. Ill-conceived. What? She's no Bob Peck, but she's... She's all right. She's better than fucking Matt. She's up there with she's Katie Manning. She's the best companion of the 80s. Wendy Pagrey. Who else in the 80s is better than... She's the best companion of the 80s, there's no doubt. There's no competition. So if you're going to say you hate Ace, then you hate all of Colin Baker's here and all of Peter Davidson's here mm. because if you hate, if you, hate, if you think Ace is she's better than Brian, she's better than Mel. She's no better. She's not better than Sarah Jane Smith, but the character is is better. Yeah. I think. I think it's a good there's more going on. There's yeah. some backstory. They've, they've, they've start. They thought, okay, let's have a character. Let's give her something to play with. Mm. Whether she does that or not as an actor is 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 is, is up to you to, to decide. I think she's, there's bits where she's great, bits where she's not. But but that's uh, McCoy as well. He has the same problems yeah. in that he has wonderful moments as does mm. Sophie. But, but both then. Of them Sometimes they're pushed, I think, to overact, and they're not so good. McCoy is very guilty of overacting. Both of them are very likeable, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They share the same birthday. Well, that explains it. Interesting. That explains it. But, you know, I I, I like it. I like it. I like it in season 25 where (laughs) McCoy and Sophie Aldrin, uh, Aldrin... and they're so comfortable on screen together. You yeah. can tell they adore one another. But I think that's... It's, it's like um, uh, John Pertwee and Katie Manning. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Oh, yeah. they it's they not like... The with each other's... No. Uh, no. So Mr. McGoy kept his... We didn't insert his... Has ever inserted his penis in... I hear he... That's your theory, isn't it? Phobic, isn't it? I'll tell you... You think... Well, we apologise for this break in the programme. We're doing our best to rectify the fault and we'll be rejoining Blake 7 just as soon as possible. J.G. Ballard, Ballard play, playing yes. uh, uh, Captain Cook in this one. I, I do like it. Yeah, he, he comes down from his lofty ivory tower writing <laughs> impenetrable books. <laughs> I've read some of his books. It's like, what are you on about? What yeah. are you on about, Ballard? This, yeah. He just wanted to become Ballardian. That's the whole problem. Yes. I'd prefer Bob Peck. You're more, more Balloff than Ballard. Yeah, Frank Boff. He was yeah, good. Frank Boff. Didn't he once p- on the uh, on the 
fel. Yes, I, so I like the, the, the whole the shtick with the greatest show. It's, uh, it's a fun shtick, isn't it, with the old circus and the psychic circus. What do you think about... Uh, Menacing. The boy. Well, this is what Which Buddy Vine said, isn't it? Um, What's wrong with him? Uh, Buddy was incredibly offended by uh, Whiskit. Why? 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 Well, he said two was... fingers up to the J and T, basically saying this is what the fans are. And uh, oh god, he can't take a joke, can he? Windrush. He's, the right, he's, the he's, writer wrote that part. Bastard, it, wasn't, didn't it didn't come from J and T, did it? Who was the writer? Right. Stephen Wyatt. Right. You have to go laugh at yourself. Stephen Wyatt. He was gay. I think most people would look at that and kind of get it, maybe, and go, oh, that, you know, funny, They're a bit like a Doctor Who fan. Just, yeah. you know, so what? It's like that. Uh, if you can't laugh at yourself. Yes. And that's Windrush's problem. That's why we'll be seething at home, honestly. <laughs> we can all laugh at ourselves, can't we? You're yes. a pomp's windbag. I am. Uh, at times, I'm a uh, bastard. <laughs> who knows nothing D- about a dyspeptic uh... dick. And, uh, and paleo's... Paleo. Joey <laughs> <laughs> face. But you can all laugh at yourself. I don't Less think so now. We can, we Less can, so since we, you We can laugh race. at the, the nerd there because that's what we were. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we, we remain so, mm. of course. There's that new episode of Doctor Who, which is a great one called Love of Monsters, where it kind of takes the piss out of the fans. It's great fun, and not fans go, oh, no, I don't like that one because it was rude about me. Um, new I, I disagree. I, like I, uh, I was terrible. It. Well, I liked it. It was I fun. I thought the fellatio gag was extremely offensive. It was bad taste. It was funny. It was funny. It was Probably a bit too much, but it was funny. How many TARDIS is out of ten then for season twenty-five? Ooh, well, four, how many for I how many say. for greatest show? Four. I think it's a very near classic. A near classic. Mm, four okay. for me. It's, it's quite good. Yeah, someone else is atrocious. Having spells very good. And remember, the Daleks is simply simply the best. I think we all gave Happiness Patrol four from yeah. memory. I think yeah. so. I, w- I would give uh, Silver Nemesis one or two. Two probably. Um, Remembrance, I'd give five. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think, I think overall, a four. For yeah, me which for is, the whole I mean, it, 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 I think so. There's ups and downs, but that's mm. okay because it's we're, inconsistent. We're he- yeah, mm. we're heading yeah. towards season twenty-six, which is the sort of the the, the high point, really, isn't mm. it? It is. It is. So I, I'd, I'd give it a good four. A good four. Yeah, so mm. it's so it's pretty good. It's, uh, you know, uh, it, what it is, and I think it's nothing. It, when you compare it to Baker, Tom Baker. Uh, Patrick Trout and John Pertwee were in Hartnell. Yes, there is differences mm. there, but it's coming after years and years of absolute rubbish. Drudgery. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, this is suddenly, it's getting quite good. You know, and we're very lucky to be the age of, that we were, Greg and I, because we, we appreciated it. Old to be As a say, Oh, well, yes. But to be young. I know, yes, yes. <laughs> we were young ones. Mm. You've got to bear in mind as well, we're only reviewing 14 episodes. It's yeah. such a small so I think kind of same and more. I think they were on the right difficult. Lines. Season 26, as we're now entering it, you know, it starts not great. Wednesday evening on One Means Wogan, and guests tonight include the Right Honourable David Steele, MP. At 7.35, a new series of Doctor Who and a cry for help. Where's the coming from? I don't think we want to go there. Too late. We've already arrived. Set in the near future when the days are full of danger and the nights seem to fly by. At eight, Bergerac's back, assigned to protect a supergrass's mother with a lot of front. Battlefield's not brilliant, but it but it, it says it's a bit of a whiz-bang pop, isn't it? I think it... And that, this is what I agree with Buddy on. I think that JNT thought Battlefield was going to be the big one of the season. Yeah, he was wrong. Opening up, and JNT couldn't have been more wrong. Because Courtney Pine was back in (laughs) (laughs) the Black Brigadier, Courtney Pine. It's a great concept, great idea. Just again, down to JNT, executed terribly. 
The production on it is completely wrong. The music is wrong. It's not all bad. Oh, it's. I don't think it's I can't find much that I like. No. I think it's all bad taste. It's good yarn, but I think it's nearly the location, haven't we? Yes, we've been everywhere. We've been to them all. You know the house which doubles as the hotel? Mm, we, yes. we saw the outside of that, but you can't get to it because it's a private residence. Uh, yes. But we also saw those, the lake where uh, Ace comes out wielding oh, we did, the sword. Yes. Yeah. And, and also the church. Proper, proper. That's right. And the church where Jean Marsh uh, and, yes. and, and Brigadier Alistair Gordon Etheridge Stewart meet. Mm. We saw that church. There's real so, yeah. stories about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't remember. But yeah. Yeah, so, so Battlefield's not great, but the rest of it is, is pretty good. Somewhere. Anyway, I, you know... We, Rutland. We, that was it. Rutland Weekend Television. Mm. I, I love that show. And I got, yeah, I, got, I, got, I got that off eBay. And, you know, it's still not on DVD as far as I know. Very funny. Shame. What's that, Ghostwatch? No, no, Rutland Weekend Television, which was the uh, Eric Idle kind mm. of like Vehicle. show. Post-Python. Yeah. Uh, funded by George Harrison. Well, everything was back in the 70s. Anything of yeah. any decency, George Harrison was with very with funny. Nail and I. I and you've got the old gay whistle test, like, which is very Ivan funny. Ivan Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. It's very good. Check out uh, the Rotten Weekend television series. Mm-hmm. George, uh, George, you done? I don't like Battlefield, but at the time, as a kid, I, I thought it was not... really good. Exactly. So it's a kid's show, really, isn't it? But so. This is what Buddy was saying, that suddenly the audience dropped. A bit like Thatcher saying you'd rather the gap was here than here. I seem to hear the stench of appeasement. I, the audience dropped, like, at two decades. So that the, the viewing block went from being... Eight upwards to yeah. being about thirty-five would watch Doc Two Plus. Well, because it was on at the wrong time. It was on at the Tuesday. And then they dropped it. Mm. They dropped it down, so they ended up being a much more narrow audience. And of course, it was against Coronation Street. So well, your middle-aged it. audience was watching Corrie. It was buried. It, it was, was buried. buried, and it was deliberately buried by people who didn't like it in the BBC. And that's di- but that's not to do with the quality of the show. No, you know no. The, the quality was was entirely irrelevant to, to them. They were just thinking, we don't like Doctor Who. We'll get, we'll put it on against something that we know that it'll get a small audience, and then we can cancel it. I wonder what sandwiches were available in the BBC canteen. Yeah. Egg mayo. Egg mayo is a, is a classic, isn't it? Yeah. What would tuna mayo is also a classic. That, prawn what would, mayo. No, well, you, you see, you say prawn mayo now. Now prawn mayo is everywhere. It's the king. You can't. You it's the king prawn, prawn of sandwiches. <laughs> you can't move for prawn mayo in the BBC County now. That then, 30 years ago. Like. Was it 30 years ago? Yeah. So prawn mayo with prawns egg and only came to the UK in the late 80s. It did, yeah. The, the first time I saw a prawn yeah. was walking down the Streatham High Street. Uh, wearing <laughs> that a was in London. London. That was in London's swinging 60s. It was a long time you've already got up north. So no prawn, you're, you're on the wrong, uh, you're on to a hiding to nothing with prawn. You're coronation chicken. Ham. Mm. You can't, egg you and cannot go wrong with ham. Ham hot. I think, I think Sophie would have gone for a corned beef and pickle. You reckon? Yeah. What? what corned beef and pickle. Are you completely out of your mind? No. Sophie was a invented. I think in 90s. the mid-90s, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't around in the McCoy. I remember it being on Tomorrow's World in the mid-90s. <laughs> well, they've invented a new thing. It's called the BLT. <laughs> might think that stands for Baker Loser's but, <laughs> but it's not referring to Colin Baker's unfortunate penis accident that happened last week. It's actually the bacon lessons tomato. Here's how it's stable for to tell more. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that okay. So I think in terms of sandwiches, you were limited in choice in, in the BBC canteen. But I think I probably would have gone for the old classic. 
uh, egg and uh, cheese and pickle. Yeah, cheese and pickle. pickle. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, to say that Sophie Holden likes corned beef and pickle, you must be absolutely out of your mind. You <laughs> oh. must have just been a hero. Uh. <laughs> on, the, on the mint, you must have had one too many mint juleps. <laughs> How many TARDIS is out of five for Battlefield? Uh, oh, are we doing that now? Uh, me? Two? I think two. I'm not going to Greg. I think, it's I think it's awful. Mm. And from that, we go from a terrible story into a good one. What does it mean? What's it all about? Nobody knows. It's a complete ah, mystery. Ah, now Buddy Windrush said he reviewed it before we actually went into that episode and he enjoyed it. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> Can <laughs> we just get away from it? he enjoyed it because it's brilliant. Yes, because it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. It's great. It's, it's a bit weird, but it's great. It's fun. But it's Doctor Who, it's weird. It's supposed to be weird. So that's and a stone-cold classic. I can absolutely guarantee if you watch it 250 times, you can work out what it's yeah, like. Yeah, and can, read yeah. the book no, as that well. Was, I was kind of joking. It's not really a pedigree. It's a pedigree to me when I was 11. So. <laughs> but still interesting. It's always very interesting. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> The, so uh, there's no real debate about that fucker, is there? No. Ghost yeah. light. It's right. a lully cast, though. I mean, uh, Buddy oh, Windrush yes. made this point. You know, Ian Hogg. Mm. Yes, he hogs the screen. Sylvia Sims. <laughs> I can't make a part about her name. <laughs> she, she was in, um, in uh, Victim. She was in The Sims. Victim. Yeah. She was in Victim with she, Dirk Bogart. Did she play the victim? No, she played the victim's wife. Yeah. That was um, re-released on the Not Stream recently, happy. and I didn't go and see it. Fantastic. I, I got it on Blu-ray, and it's one of those interesting things where when you when you look up from uh, DVD to Blu-ray... What is a Blu-ray? What Blu-ray is a Blu-ray? Higher definition. High definition disc. So they clean what up is the, a Blu-ray? Well, I'll tell you, Tom. <laughs> if you watched <laughs> Victim on, on DVD, right, it yes. just looks like uh, Dirk Bogart. Oh, yes, I know. And maybe he sort of had it, you know... Being slightly older, but when you look on Blu-ray, um, Blu-ray. you can see the lines painted on through. Oh, to make oh, him look old, yeah, right. the crow's feet painted I'm on through sure makeup. We should record this on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> we're not on Blu-ray; we're on audio only. Oh, that's good, yeah. We're barely stereo. I don't know what uh, Blu-ray is. Dirk Bogard was homosexual, allegedly. No, that's not hardly allegedly. <laughs> many volumes of autobiographies about <laughs> lies. Men. No, he didn't. It was all. It was. He, he I've not read a single word of it. Every one of his biographies is a fabrication. Yeah. Apart from it is. It is. His biography is a fabrication. He talks about his manager. Forward. Yeah. Manager toi. Caught him by his yeah. surname. That's yeah. it. I tell you, he's very. It's actually quite in, painful uh, to read. Don't look now. He's very good at that. <laughs> Do we think he was at the liberation of? Um, no, I don't think no. so. There's no evidence for that. But he did know Liberace. <laughs> so, so that's the connection. Mm. But anyway, Ghostlight. Great Frank stuff. Wins is in it. Uh, it's so short. Curse of Fedrick. Great stuff. It's five. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Oh, 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 how many oh, are oh, oh, they out of five? Ghostlight. Ghost, ghost, ghost oh, Ghostlight. For me, I think it's four. Four. <gasps> I love it, I love it, but it's, as, a, as a Doctor Who story, it's flawed. It needs to be four episodes, not three. Of course it's flawed, otherwise they'd fall down in a pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in grid pit. In grid pit, yeah. <laughs> I love Ghostlight. I think it's, and you know, there's, the significance of Ghostlight is it's the very last ever Doctor Who story to be recorded. And it's about evolution. It's about the evolution. evolution of the Daleks. I really like so it, I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> the guy who played Nimrod, you said, was the, died terrible Cold death. Yeah, yes. Very Face sad. cancer. How awful. Edward Elgin. He was also in uh, Planet of the Spiders. Was he? Mm. Who did he yeah, play he in that? He played one of the, the little, one of uh, the Chanting's little gang. Ah, he's one of those. Right. Eddie Grant had toe cancer. Did he? 
Who's Eddie Grant? <laughs> I don't know. A singer. Oh no, Russell Grant. Russell Grant. Russell Toby. Russell, Russell Grant. Marty. He was married to uh, Katie Perry. That's it. That's it. Katie Murray. <laughs> it all comes back in the end. <laughs> Chains of Fenrir are shattered. The gods have lost the final battle. It's too late. It's him! Dead men's ship has slipped its moorings, and the great ash itself trembles to its roots. We play the contest again. The Curse of Fenrir. Oh, yes. we've seen that. They're all in it. Yes. 7M. I give it 5 out of yeah, 5. Yeah, well, we've done that. <laughs> the two sides of my brain were fighting a war between one another because the rational side, the Richard Dawkins side, was saying, but this just doesn't make any sense. Um, whereas the emotional side, I kept getting frissons. I kept, I kept saying to Samuel, kept getting hey, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Pain, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to the toilet. Everyone <laughs> 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 a cup of tea. <laughs> Always come down, it's all right. There, various things were standing on end. I'm talking about the hairs on the back of my neck. Um, but, uh, no, uh, lots of moments I kept thinking, oh, just uh, magical. What, what, magic what, what moments would you refer to particularly? Um, just a bit. There's a moment, isn't there, where, where Sylv and uh, Sophie are running out of the building and explodes the stuff they did themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can see his face. Yeah. And the umbrella goes flying off off left camera, superb. And then McCoy's got his hand in all this mud. Yes, and, he and he's to... gesticulating <laughs> and he's going, I had to know! And all this kind of stuff. And it's really a good scene. It's like a Bond stunt. That it though, is. It? And that, that really gave me some frissons because it's thinking, they did that on about 25p. Yes. Yeah. And it's all in the it's performance. They could have killed their two leading <laughs> quite easily. <laughs> Uh, move on. <laughs> and then we've got 7P survival. I've got a five soft five. spot for that little... Yeah, me too. Stick, that little corker. This is it's lovely, isn't it? It's great. Mm -hmm. I love it. We went to the locations, didn't we, Sam? We did, didn't we? Yeah, about two years ago. Hayden Pegasus. It, remi it, it reminded me of it. I, I, I sort of saw a flashback in my mind's eye when... <laughs> when we went to those locations yeah. because um, it's all around a sort of rather a creepy children's playground, wasn't it? We yes. went to what was left of the playground and there's only one piece that's left from the show which is mm. the little slide that's and right. we got into the slide. <laughs> and talk, talk, uh, talk, uh, yeah. Did you get arrested? <laughs> Talking about uh, little, little creepy slides and things, I, I went to Berlin more recently and I went to the, the, the uh, scene where Hitler's bunker actually was. Mm. Yes, did he have a slide? <laughs> well, I'm coming to that. <laughs> but uh, underneath that? Hitler's bunker now in, the, in the, the underground area where part of it was is in our Holocaust memorial and an open exhibition that you can get in for free. Oh, that's good. Which is great. But then the actual area, the, the, the open part of his bunker is completely residentialised and they've, they've built apartments and so on. And there is actually a children's playground there with a little slide, which is the I exact place where Hitler's corpse was cremated in 1940. Was that, was that deliberate that they're sort of saying children, yes. happy children play? I yes. think, have I told this story before, but I believe I've been to the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Berlin and been violently sick outside. Really? Not because of the emotion or the horror of what was being presented, because I was immensely hungover, yes. Oh, <laughs> right. oh, it was Tom. terrible. It was we were talking about survival, weren't we? Yes, yes. yes. Well, uh, on the cavalry, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Survival is, is, is a great story. It's oh. by no means a finale of Doctor Who, but the, it's a great standalone story written thing is by a woman. The guy who's in it who plays like the colonel chap, you know. Mm. Yes. You need to fight, fight that. Yeah. He's the son of Stanley Holloway. Is he? He is. Crikey. He's Julian Holloway, who's the son oh, of right. Stanley I Holloway. I his name was Julian Jeez. Holloway. I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah. Stanley was great in My Fair Lady. He was, yeah. He get me to the church <laughs> on time. I'm getting married in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you sang that on your wedding day, I remember. Yeah, it's it's a, it was an homage to survival. Yeah. <laughs> I, I met... did your husband know. <laughs> as well, at you the West Yorkshire Playhouse, I met Adele Silver, who plays the girl that says Bad Catman. Oh, yeah, she, she, she was in Emmerdale. Out, didn't she for Lads Magazine? Did she? And was that, was that reprinted in Doctor Who magazine? I think it was. She so it appealed to about two percent. <laughs> 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 she was, uh, she was uh, the little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had, she's she's based in Leeds, and I met her. And I said, "Oh, you're in survival, weren't you?" She went, oh, yeah. Doctor Who. I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." This is my first act. It was her first television role. She was only about four. Yeah, about three or four. Yeah, yeah. very, very young indeed. Even, even Fraser Hines started later than that. Ah, and we've all seen Fraser Hines baps. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In the invasion. Egg, being well, abused I'm, by Charles talking about his egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> to refer back to an earlier conversation. <laughs> Do we, do we like survival? We're all in it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, you do. You do. Mm-hmm. And what a great final line for the, the mm. entire series of Doctor Who wrapped up like that. Mm. What a great way of doing it. They, they knew it was coming. The, the whole last season is an utter dream apart from Battlefield. Battlefield's a disaster. Battlefield, like, you know, is one or two stars, but the others are five stars. It's okay. But uh, yes, yeah, so I think it's great. And I think uh, it was just on. It was so. I mean, we've talked about this so much, haven't we? And I think it's, mm. it's fitting that we're on our last episode. Of this series and of the three series, like Dave, it was three series about. Mm. But uh, I think it's so fitting that, that that it was it was so ironic. Is it is that the word? Not really, but just like poignant, poignant. Yeah, because mm. it was just getting good. Mm. <laughs> they cancelled it. Bit, McCoy said, bit away, yeah. go out on a high. That's good. Gosh, it went out. Yeah. It, it's nice that mm. it went out. It did go out. After that season, not after Colin Baker's second. You know. Well, this is what this is what um, Buddy Windrush actually asked us a question, and did we he? should answer. He said, "What do you think the the final season would have been in 1990? Possibly have been like really where the lady, the, there's a girl discovered in a safe, and it's the new companion." Well, I don't know about that. But you don't know about it. Well, because it didn't happen. It no, so <laughs> it's all hearsay, isn't it? <clears throat> Who knows? It would, it would, it would, would probably have been a different producer. By Hopefully, that God, mm. he was awful, mm. and I think it would have been. Equally good, hopefully. He may have continued for a bit longer if it had been somebody it, else. Well, yes, I think it, it, I'm, it, there's a sense in which it, it needed to end anyway because they weren't treating it well. So no. you know, they had to have that El Dorado experiment and mm. do all the things they needed to do to end, end up treating it well. Mm. So in a sense, I'm happy with it that it, that it did end because it, you know it's it's not good to be even making quality television if it's shunted into the graveyard slot. So okay, well to know. answer the other question that Buddy levelled us, it was asking that the the, the, the master plan set out to do three things but he said he wanted to make the series darker sharper and harder i think he failed on all three counts and to to paraphrase the pirate captain fail mr fibby lee fail 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 make it harder darker and sharper yes and buddy said like failed on all three counts like an hb pencil yes (laughs) do you agree no, I mean, I think it was rather like the Dalton era of Bond, um, which set out to do all of those after the Roger Moore era. It made it darker because uh, uh, Sylvester McCoy got a darker jacket. He did, exactly. It was yeah, a subtle change, wasn't it? Mm. So, and it uh, so I think uh, he, 
it was darker because it was and it was sharp and because it was better written than anything a lot less comedy in the last season as yeah, well so it was, it was darker sharp, because the, they took the lighting down for ghost light they did, Ooh, yes, it looks yes. good doesn't it mm. yeah it's very creepy harder harder well sharper faster stronger it was fine Hard. what is wrong with Buddy Hard. Hard. You know, what does he want what does he actually want traffic code traffic that's what he wants traffic that's what he codes. fucking wants isn't it <laughs> well if you're listening Buddy Winchard you can have them you can have them right up your ass. <laughs> traffic codes bloody traffic codes take them run them up there it's John Major I blame yeah well mm. Do you agree with Buddy Windrush or do you agree with us? I think if you agreed with Buddy Windrush, you wouldn't still be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Buddy's listening to this podcast. He claims not to. Oh, no, he is. He is listening. Yeah, of course he is. Well, if he's listening at that this point, I wish He's making notes because he's a success. lawyer, you see. He's making notes. <laughs> My I'll friend Mike fleeing to Australia. Australia listens. Actually, oh. can I... Our Australian is... Can I seek shelter in your country <laughs> when <laughs> Buddy Windrush pursues me across <laughs> the <laughs> nation? A bit like you that. Visit the the Maybe we can only actually Maybe. survive if we make our fourth season in Australia as a co-production <laughs> yes. like Bergerac yes. which was funded by money from Australia and that replaced Shoestring actually Samuel Payne is looking remarkably like the chap from Shoestring today ok so how many TARDIS out of five for the last season guys Ooh, four and a half yeah four and a half I'd give it four and a half as well I think we're all in agreement Buddy Ridgers you're wrong We've got to go. Can't go. Not this time. Yes, we can. Escape to what? I don't choose to live as an animal. If we fight, we will destroy this planet. We will destroy ourselves. If we fight like animals, we'll die. So now we're going into the time-space visualizer to talk about remembrance of the Daleks. It's a time-space visualizer. Do you like it, son? I think it's probably the best Doctor Who story ever made. It's up there. It's almost like watching proper TV, isn't it? It's like Doctor Who as it should always have been. Doctor Who but good. They're all in it. I mean, it's very well directed. Yes. Who's it directed? Should we hear Helen Robinson? Helen Robinson. No, it's somebody proper. Is it Andrew Morgan? Andrew Morton, who was the Diana biographer. I think it's him. Oh, yes, he he, he was her butler for a while. Yes, he was. Jake was that Paul Bursell. Paul Gambaccini. That's the one, yes. Andrew Morgan directed. He's been exonerated without charge. Thank you very much. He was not involved in Bloody Sunday at all. Bloody Sunday. And it was broadcast on the 5th of October 1988 to the 26th of October 1988. Who wants to praise the plot for the avid listeners? Well, they're all in it. Um, Craig, do you want to give it a try? No. no. It's quite a complex story. It is it? a complex story. Well, we opened on a, a windswept plane. <laughs> 
Doctor Who. It's Clint Eastwood. Ah, <laughs> uh, with a man with no name. No, it's not. But it does have a pre-title sequence. It does. And it's a party good Luther one. King. Yeah, it's got like mm, uh, like all the famous uh, radio stars, Mike Luther King, Buggles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all chatting away. Mike Reed. And now Sylvester McCoy stars in Remembrance of the Daleks, beginning a new adventure as Doctor Who. Our most basic common link is that we all inhabit this small planet. We all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's future. En posant leur candidature pour le Shot and it back and it shows you that you're in space, outer space. And then the there's great, the tar, the the, the ship shot. of yeah, the, the Dalek mothership is it? cruising. Yeah, yes, but you don't know it's the Dalek mothership. You know it's an alien presence, you know is, and you know it's 1963. And then we're introduced, and we see a woman who looks like Barbara. Barbara oh, Bright, Barbara. with big hair. Barbara. And she's been in Doctor Who before, but Pamela she's not Salem. Barbara. It's Pamela, Pamela Salem, Salem who's robots of death. How, does she, how do they do that? How do they do that? It's so cool. Is how it? do they know it? I don't know, but uh, what she... I don't remember. She's Professor... <laughs> robots of oh, death. Yeah, Professor, Professor Jenkins. Mm. Well, talking of... We were, in the last episode, we were controversially talking of women... This is like uh, Doctor Who, but a woman, because she's a scientific advisor, mm. but a woman. And she so. has a companion called Rachel. I, what I like about this is that, you know, uh, yes, exactly. Isn't that a good point? Well done, Sam. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, the but point? the point is that, that... Two women together. Two women together. I thought, I thought it was the significance of the name Rachel. No. no I thought it was a biblical reference I'd, I'd missed. Yeah. No, uh, well, let, let, let's try and get the plot. We're in 1963. It's where Doctor Who was invented, wasn't it? Uh, yes. It, Cold Hill School. Hill School by Terry Nation, where Doctor Who first came and uh, uh, was in an old junkyard. Nah. Uh, the spotty man, played by Richard Hurtwee, played by John Hurtwee, came and took him to Mother Nature, who gave him special powers, <laughs> and he became Super Ted. He couldn't stand kryptonite. That was it. That's right. No, so back to. He's in the junkyard. It's called I'm Foreman. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly am. (laughs) Uh, So it's meant to hark back to the very first episode in Earthly Child. I tell you, a few weeks ago we talked about a special. This is like a special, isn't it? But we said that with Buddy Windrush, it would have been better than Silver Nemesis to be the 25th anniversary special. It's the same story. Well, it was. It it essentially was the 25th anniversary Mm. special in my eyes. Always will be. Always will. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And, um, uh, so, so yes, they're in the junkyard. Of course, only minutes before, Doctor Who has just left with Susan Barbara and Ian, the other yeah. one. And off they go, and in the old company, the Scottish one who isn't an actor. And he's <laughs> back, and he's back, and he's happy. But the thing is, it doesn't really matter if you don't know that. I think that's the point. It's not, mm. it's not reliant on con. Continuity. No, no, it, it, no. The continuity things and the sort of little nods to the fans are done so subtly and so. Yes, it's very subtle. Well, I say subtle, and, you know, they're, they're done so that you, if you didn't know them, it doesn't matter. So there's a great bit about Quatermass, isn't there, that, that mm. I only picked up on. Mm. I mean, I don't. 
I don't think I've watched it properly for a while, and I just picked up. I was like, oh, so much. In there. Yeah. You know, when Sylvester McCoy loses yeah. it with Crew Captain Gilmore, and he goes, "Listen, Brigadier." Yeah, all that. It's just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it's you wonderful if you pick Williams. it up. So I think when yeah. you, you know, wonderful moments. We talk about the new series, but it's so reliant on uh, ones and ones of boring mm. uh, continuity, which is like, you know, the the, the, the special episode where, where Matt Smith came back. Oh, David Tennant came back. You, if you didn't see that, you know what's going on. Yeah. Ridiculous. But this, you, it's, it's great. It anyway, works on so different levels, which I know does. is a cheesy thing to say. But yeah, it does. it's like Shrek Three. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get the this jaws straight, darling. You know? Okay, so there's a there's a junkyard, but there's a Dalek there, and there's yeah. some robbers. No, not robbers. Um, soldiers. Soldiers. Soldiers who are trying to sort it all out. Robber yeah. Baron. Robber Baron. Robber Baron Greenback. Uh, and you see the best ever scene of anybody being exterminated in, in the history of Doctor Who. The soldier bit. The soldier, which is terrified me, and it still it's looks good today because he goes flying that fella. Yeah, the Doctor Who knows it's a. Was it tip- tipping? Yes. Somebody, yeah, tip- tipping, yeah. He died. He did, he died. Uh, so, so he Making knows nine, 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 They don't know because they've never seen them. Mm. Da, da, da. Reenact, reacting, reacting. Reacting and jumping out of a plane, wasn't it? Very sad. Uh, so uh, Ace is there. Doctor Who's there. He's Sylvester McCoy. <clears throat> uh, it's all harking back. The two dar- there's, the, the two, two Dalek factions, factions yeah. and he's playing them off against each other. Mm. There's the Hand of E Omega, which relates back to the three Doctors, which we also That's talked right. about a few weeks ago. Um, it's just, I mean, it's great fun, isn't it? Yeah. And really, the Doctor's plan is quite simple. Really, mm. he, but it all gets more, more bogged down now. There's the love interest. Ace's love interest, and that's where uh, this is chap. Who that's looks like, Greg's love interest like, as well. Well, this is chap who looks a bit like Owen Jones. It's very worrying when you have a political party which um, is so extreme on LGBT rights, on women's rights, on climate change, and and which, uh, in terms of the Northern Ireland peace process, the implications there okay. has so much control over this okay. government. Okay, Owen, from from your point of view as a Corbyn supporter, I wouldn't go on too much about links with terrorists, <laughs> and I also wouldn't go on about too much about prejudice, social prejudices. The people who uh, write, who refer to me as the Zionist Jew, Janet Daly, online whenever I attack Corbyn, uh, are not a particularly attractive picture either. So I would be very careful about. I mean, there is left wing bigotry and there is right wing okay. bigotry. <laughs> oh, like that's Jones complex for you, Greg. Oh, How are you dealing with that one? It's Owen Jones on steroids. Owen Jones, after a couple of weeks at the gym. He's only in his early 20s. That's he's right. 23 yeah. at the time. He's got a haunted eye look about him like Owen Jones. Yeah. And so he's got that diamond face, haunted eye uh, sort of thing going on. So, yes, how do you feel now that you were in love with Dursley? Wickland slash Owen Jones. Well, I don't really, I don't really see that connection. But um, yeah, he was only thirty when he died. Uh, Owen Jones is older than thirty now. Uh, but Dursley, probably a lovely fellow. I don't know. I never met him. I don't really know anything about him. But you fancy him? Don't you? Uh, oh, certainly. But Owen Jones is just a nasty, arrogant little bully. Yes, I know. That's what amused me. I can stop thinking about him. Yeah. But, but that, but, but you sort of watch it and you forget. Oh, he's a baddie, isn't he? Uh, mm. Owen Jones. But now, now, it, now, it, when he's a baddie, it's okay to think of him as a joke, isn't it? <laughs> well, he's he's a he's a he's a fascist. He's a far extreme runner. So he's a soldier uh, with the uh, the one. It's the one uh, who's a soldier. He looks a bit like Nick Clegg with a moustache. Uh, Simon Williams. Is that Simon, Simon Williams. Williams. Is he yes. in uh, Chunky Gilmore? What's he in from? What's Upstairs, he from? down. No, no, the Eden line. 
Is he not in the... Uh, not uh, upstairs, downstairs. It's upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> no, he was in upstairs, but downstairs. I thought it was in Eden Line. No, you're thinking of Peter Gilmore. I'm thinking yeah. of Polder. Mm. So we've got two so, Dalek factions yes, fighting Yes, and then there's a baddie. He's like the, the Ratcliffe and McConey. And uh, he's George Sewell off the detectives. Yeah. He's good. He's, he's like a UFO. Nazi, isn't he? And he's, he's on one of the Dalek sides. Former boxer. Uh, well, it's... it's at first, it seems like he's with Davros, doesn't yeah, it? That's lovely. Which it? is a very yes. clever twist. Yeah. Mm. It's not Davros. It's something quite, quite, quite different. I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> oh, it's a little girl, you see. <laughs> oh, God, Craig. Not appropriate at all. <coughs> Thanks for it's spoiling, quite sinister. That spoiling it's quite sinister. that sinister voice. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a very, very clever reveal. It, it is. is great. Did you see it coming at the time? I didn't. No, no, no. I, th- I, I was convinced. It was it was I was so convinced it was, was Davros. And then it turned out. had a makeover. And then it turned out not to be Davros. And then Davros is in it later. Yes. Yeah. So you do get Davros. Terry Malloy does to appear. Davros. It's a delay. To Davros for yeah. the price of There's so much going on in it. And yet it's exciting, it's enthralling, it looks expensive. I was going to say that you don't have to know what's going on. Even if you don't know what's going on, it's still very pleasurable to watch. And it's got a brilliant scene in the cafe. Is that episode two? Yeah. Yes. the cafe and yeah, he has a yeah. bit of a chit chat can I help you a mug of tea please cold night tonight yes it is bitter very bitter where's Harry visiting his missus she's in hospital of course it'll be twins mm? your tea sugar Ah, a decision. Would it make any difference? Would make your tea sweet? Yes, but beyond the confines of my taste buds, would it make any difference? Not really. But... Yeah? What if I could control people's taste buds? What if I decided that no one would take sugar? That'd make a difference to those who sell the sugar and those who cut the cane. My father, he was a cane cutter. Exactly. Now, if no one had used sugar, your father wouldn't have been a cane cutter. If this sugar thing had never started, my great-grandfather wouldn't have been kidnapped, chained up and sold in Kingston in the first place. I'd be an African. See? Every great decision creates ripples. Like a huge boulder dropped in a lake. The ripples merge, rebound off the banks in unforeseeable ways. The heavier the decision, the larger the waves, the more uncertain the consequences. Life's like that. Best thing is just to get on with it. Yeah. With the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Right. Went on to great, great fame and celebrity. Yeah, didn't yeah. And shortly after, hanging that, out with I, Will Smith. I that's the guy from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. And I thought, shut it. Maybe I'm just being racist. And like He's in awesome. Hollywood now, hanging out with Will Smith. But imagine and, that. Yeah. So that's a wonderful scene with Syl McCoy. There's suddenly. Yeah. It's cute to put the theme music in from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school with a couple of guys who were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> uh, yes, that was yeah. great. I loved him. Jeffrey, I think it was, wasn't it? Oh. It's, that's a wonderful scene my favourite scene in the whole thing is actually when Ace is in the B&B yes. and she goes to look out the window and she sees the sign uh, no, no colours no colours yes. and the story goes that they were showing the preview tapes to the controller of BBC One I think it was and he took a call uh, during that scene so he just ah. turned his back away and there's JNT and there's Andrew Cartmel sitting there going oh, 
he's missing this scene. So Andrew Cartmel stood up and he stopped the tape. He went, just take your call and we'll start playing. He'd never done it before. To make, he said, I really want you to see this scene. It's really important. And played it back and the controller of went, oh, okay. Yeah, it's really sad. I wasn't bothered, but it is. It's such a wonderful moment. The whole, the whole allegory of the story is so clear, even for a kid. Yes, yeah, I think that that's the, why the it's beautiful. I understood that, it as that bit of writing was good because it, it didn't, it didn't have Ace going. Oh, what is she? No colours. What are you talking about? Yes, you know, it's like, her yes, I'm just going to leave the house. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's two things wrong with Remembrance of the Daleks. Okay. The first thing is Ace the Doctor constantly making continuity slip-ups in, you know, talking about things from their time. It's like, how long have they been travelling together? You know, mm. obviously they've gone back in time. Maybe they should stop talking about things and winking to the audience, like, oh, we've got a ghetto blast. It's like, that's just, if I was a time traveller, I might not keep mentioning it. But mm. I suppose it's for the kids. That's a very minor point. The mm. second thing is the music. Oh, my God, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of his better ones. I don't know who's, who's it. Is it we, Kath McCall's we, Kath. I'm sure we've played it on this. We have, and yeah. And it's just embarrassing because it's so, so it's filmed so well, it's acted so well, the script's great, and then you've got this boom, because it's so dated, isn't it? It, it is maybe at the time, I don't know, but you're watching yes. it sort of going, oh dear. <laughs> but some of it's good, like the opening title sequence, you know, when you've got the bit the ship, that's quite eerie oh, yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. The piece when the Dalek is going up the steps, which we should comment on, that's got a very good piece of music. Stay where you are! Go up on the stairs! Very end as well at the church. We mentioned this, didn't we, Greg? That's a good piece. I of think it's awful. Piece I piece think it's all awful. awful. Is it all awful? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. But I've, 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 I'm, I'm not very good at. Yeah, I think it's all dreadful. Mm. I'll lose it. I'll lose half a mark for me. Well, Mark Ayres actually did a score for it, but it, he was too late to get it in because it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, the music's terrible. <laughs> 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 what do we think? What do we think about the Daleks going up steps? We've got to talk about the obvious oh, stuff. Oh yes, I know well. it's superficial, but it's quite exciting. It's very funny, isn't it? You know, because that was the way to all those cartoons in yeah, private yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't. It, they mm. carried on making no, it. Indeed, for many years to come. <laughs> At school, it was the most coolest thing if you'd seen Doctor Who that month. Yeah. And then after that, it went downhill after well, uh, Happiness Patrol. Happiness then, Patrol, it? which really turned a lot of people off in mm. school. But really? Yeah, it did did at the time for me. Yeah, we were all playing Daleks in the playground for a month, and then suddenly, no. Yeah, I remember being. Dapol had a rush on toys that month. I tell you. I remember being the only one watched Doctor Who at school, and uh, oh yeah, it was really good, it was really good. And then Happiness Patrol. I yeah, it's, it was, it's it's quite a universal story. A lot of people mm. tell the same thing. You know, mm. I I think it's easily the best story of the eighties mm. by a, a country mile. It does it does beat Andrazani for me. Uh, what about Kinder. Mm. <laughs> what about, what about it edges orchid? it edges <laughs> <laughs> you know but I think again it's not an example of J&T J&T did authorise an overspend on it so it was the most expensive Doctor Who of the 80s ah, just, that's know, why like, yeah, an exotic cheroot and just it does look good it cost a lot more money than all the others it does look amazing actually um, really it does it without even having Dolores Grey in it amazing she only, she only cost 8 grand mm. looks better than Bugs 
Yeah. <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> we mentioned that in the last podcast, I believe. You're referencing Buddy Windbuckle. <laughs> oh, God. But oh, you're possessed by the spirit of that. <laughs> I, Balls, you're I just have to give it five times out of five. Yes, I yes. adore it and I never get bored of watching it. I mm. think it's a wonderful piece of television. It's mm. not dated at all in my eyes. Just the music, four and a half, I'm afraid. Oh, five for me. And also, it doesn't feature Clive Swift. No. Uh, He's in Revelation. He is. Well, I know, but it would have been better if they just stuck a bit of Clive Swift in there. <laughs> Who could he have played? I don't know. Just he could walk, have played the headmaster. Just walking he past the shit. We haven't even mentioned We haven't Sheardy. yet Mr. Bronson. What haven't we? we mentioned? We haven't mentioned Joel Sheardy. He's brilliant. Old yeah. Sheardy. Uh, what else haven't we mentioned? Uh, Sheardy, that's it. We <laughs> mentioned Dusty McClendon. He was good. <coughs> yes, we mentioned him. Mm. Okay, it was just shitty, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's this. Yeah. Terry Malloy, of course, who appears. Yes, he's in it. Yeah, Thank you, Terry. It. Thank you, Taz, for being a supporter of this podcast. It. What do you think of Remembrance of the Daleks, the listener, on our Twitter sphere? Mm. We still do Twitter. Yes, yes, yes we're still there. We're still, we're still very much alive and pumping. We're all on it. All right. Yeah, we are. So we are. Tweeting right. away like Trump. Yeah. Oh, Trumping yeah. away like Tweet. And we've, we've kind of come to an end. The end of an era. Yeah. We've ended on a high. It's getting cold. So we're going to now reveal the result of our competition. Question was, and you seeded it because you came up with it. Okay. Was how did we meet? I thought that was seeded oh. way back in episode one, which was yeah. released in oh, 2012, 1997. Are you going to reveal Tony the winner? Blair came in. Reveal the winner. Well, I, I, how are we deciding the winner? <laughs> You're choosing. It's got to be Yatesy. Right! Oh, is that Tom saying Yatesy? Yeah, yeah. Yatesy. He's his yeah, it's, it's quite convenient because I can just stuff it all in the same jiffy yeah, bag. We never, we never rewarded him with. <laughs> Has he not got Tony Becky? No. Has he not? No, it's in my office. Oh, Sam. So uh, you can win the next competition, Jason. Well done, Jason. You won. Maybe by series seventeen, you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> Season seventeen, and it's all the forms of nine. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This is really. I'm a <laughs> this is the end of the road, really, for Doctor and the Complete Menagerie. Because it's far from being all over. We were in the Horseshoe Car Park discussing this, and, right. and Tom ran across and he said, "Just, just three years, just three years." And he was that's like, it. "Okay, I think that's it." Work with Dave, work with Trouton. Yeah, we've done three. Yeah, Colin Baker wanted to go on after three, didn't he? He did, but no one wanted. <laughs> no one wanted him after two. I've got a feeling no one wants us now. No, no one wants us now after all. After all we've said. So we're walking into the abyss, aren't we? Yes, all well, the faces are spinning around me. What are these faces? Oh, it's Buddy Windrush. <laughs> what do they want? Tom? It's Owen Jones. <laughs> I don't know what he wants. This uh, silly jumper. He wants the socialist revolution. Uh, all that and more uh, in our possible, possible future. Doctor Who, the complete. Well, and the complete menagerie. Well, it has been completed. Man- is the manager now complete? The manager is now complete. The manager is now complete, mistress. We're done. That's it. Cheerio.
If you enjoyed listening to that twaddle, you can follow us on Twitter at DW Menagerie. That's at DW Menagerie, and we'll be tweeting various photographs of our inside leg measurements and that sort of thing. Doctor Who is copyright of the BBC. No infringements on copyright are intended. Support Doctor Who by purchasing DVDs and CDs and all other media from the BBC. Any comments made by the complete menagerie, <laughs> almost, are all our own. You've been listening to a Sixth Floor production.